Hi, this is AJ Graffinino, 2017 Brewster Whitecaps, Cape Cod champion, and we're here with my man Tommy Weber. From the Gotham Podcast Studio in the heart of New York City, downtown Tribeca, my hometown, the greatest city in the world, this is the conversation with Tommy Weber. I am Tommy Weber. Welcome aboard. A beautiful Easter Sunday. The weather has finally broken in the Northeast, and we have a fabulous show for you today. On board with us today, as we listen to Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack take us out, uh, a part of a little Rat Pack that we had with the Brewster Whitecaps in 2017, uh, our championship season. It is my privilege to have on board with us now the shortstop from that championship team, the de facto captain, a little shift musically as we have the 2017 de facto captain of the Brewster Whitecaps, Cape Cod League champions, a guy who I spent a ton of time with, 2016 and 17, my teammate, my friend, a champion, one of the best people I've ever been around in baseball who's going to have an absolutely long, fruitful career in this game, my friend A.J. Graffinino. A.J., how are you? Tommy, man, I'm honored to be on this show. Thanks for having me. Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. How's Arizona? It's sunny. It's nice. I mean, trying to enjoy the little time that uh, away from the game. But um, hopefully I get healthy and get back out there soon. Okay. AJ's a little banged up, but we're not going to dwell on that. He is the shortstop mm-hmm. for the University of Washington Huskies, a uh, outstanding baseball program. They're off to a good start. Uh, what does your club look like this year, AJ? I know you're treading water a little bit, waiting to get you back mm-hmm. so that you can make a nice push towards yeah. the playoffs and regionals, hopefully, and maybe a College World Series berth. Tell us about your club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... We lost a lot of guys last year, but, I mean, this year we got a lot of young guys who are just, they want to get better, they want to win, and they're just they're super talented, and uh, we're a brotherhood, so, I mean, anything can really happen. There, No one's really picking us to win, but we believe in ourselves, so I think we can do something special this year. Well, you know how far that can go, certainly, especially coming off mm-hmm. of two, the summer of 2017. Something I want to touch on right now, AJ, is, Give uh, give us a little background about um, you know your your life in the game. You have a unique story. We all know it. Um, of course, I know mm-hmm. it. Spending all this time with you, but tell us uh, how you mm-hmm. got to the University of Washington and and you know yeah. what your pedigree is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if you don't already know, I, I know, I know you do. But uh, my father played uh, professionally for twenty years in the big leagues for thirteen, and uh, I was lucky enough to spend. Uh, all those years with him growing up with uh, around the big league players and uh, them helping me. But uh, I would definitely still say that my favorite summer was that 2017 Brewster. I mean, that was just unbelievable. But uh, how I got to Washington was when I was in Arizona, uh, I lived in Arizona for high school. And um, when I was growing up, most of the clubs that were recruiting me, um, they were telling me that I wasn't going to be physically ready to play shortstop as a freshman. And so then when uh, the University of Washington called, I kind of, they believed in me. They were like, you're going to be our shortstop as a freshman. Then we're uh, we're going to send you to Brewster. And I was like, sign me up. Because for me, I just wanted to play. Like, that was the main goal. I just want to be out there playing, having fun, and uh, getting better. 
You know, so many guys, you grew up, um, and I, I actually saw your dad play uh, for Mark. I think he played for Marcus Center, right? He played for the Bayside Yankees Yeah. Uh, when he was a kid. Um, and uh, you grew up in the, in the super showcase generation, yet mm-hmm. you're the antithesis of the showcase player. I don't know of any young guy in the last 10 years who I've seen that enjoys winning and being a part of a team more than you do. And really, uh, you know, you grew up in this generation where guys don't really value team and, and, and yeah. uh, you know, everything's about the measurables and how hard you throw the ball across the infield and what your 60 time is. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with me just uh, and my faith just being a Christian, I mean, one of the big things is relationships and I'm I'm a pretty relational guy. I mean, you know, I'm Italian also, hundred <laughs> percent. So that's right. I mean, family's huge to me. So when I get on a team and we just go out and we go to war together, it's just that special bond I get with everyone. Just uh we're all just trying to get better. We're all trying to win and just I mean I, I mean, they're my brothers by the end of the summer and uh I mean that's just something special to me and like with the showcases and stuff, I'm young for my grade. Um Obviously, I'm under, I'm still growing, I'm still getting taller, I'm still getting stronger. So, I mean, I was never the guy in BP to be hitting home runs. I, so, I had to force myself to learn how to hit line drives. And, I mean, make sure I was able to go opposite fields because I was fast. And uh, I didn't have the strength in front so I had to work on my hands and just stuff like that that you can't really measure. But, I mean, when you're watching it and just with the naked eye, you can tell. Yes, and you certainly can appreciate it over the course of time. And when you have a guy like mm-hmm. A.J. Graffinino on your team, you start to really value him a great deal more the more he plays. Um, talk a little bit about your overall – talk about the Cape experience overall. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll save 2017 for a couple of minutes from now. But just what it meant mm-hmm. to you as a young player to know you were going to the Cape and what that sort of uh, symbolized to you as a young player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so – when I got there, uh, I was 18, and it was, I mean, you probably know that. I just, you could tell that I didn't feel like I belonged. I came there. I did all right my freshman year. I played. I started every game, but I didn't feel like I belonged. And uh, when, I, when I did, I had plenty of talent to belong. And um, I think that's what the Cape Cod showed me was that, um, like, all these players you hear about across the country and all these big-name top prospect guys, like, I mean, you learn that you can hang with them. And, uh you get so much better playing with this elite talent out there and uh, working with some just unbelievable coaching, like with you and uh, Chev and all those guys. And it's just, uh, just how much better I got over that summer and how much I learned. It's just like, Oh my gosh. It's, it's just, you can't value that. It's just priceless. Well, just so that you realize this, you, you, the, even if the coaching is great, it always starts with the players. And you can't, no matter how good you are as a coach, if you don't have the players, you don't have the guys that are willing to go out and do the work, it's going to be a very, very frustrating experience. And with guys like you and so many of the guys that we had, especially in 2017, uh, it was especially rewarding. And, of course, the cherry on top of the cake is the victory. And, and I kind of want to get into that because um, people ask me a lot about, you know, h- how did 2017 come about? And I just think a lot of things um, – tipped me off that 2017 was going to be different. And here was, here was one of them. And this really speaks to uh, what I think was part of your leadership. Um, you know, uh, Hunter Bishop, our, our Im- Im- immensely mm-hmm. skilled center fielder, 
uh, is going through, is in the battle of a lifetime here. His mom is very, very sick with Alzheimer's, early onset of Alzheimer's, and uh, hashtag mm-hmm. for mom is something that I have on my website mm-hmm. and on my show. And, and, I, and in the very early going, I saw everybody putting, you know, hashtag for mom on their spikes and writing it on their hat. And mm-hmm. I just thought to myself, wow, they're really adopting this kid. And it showed me something mm-hmm. about our character as a team. Speak mm-hmm. to that. What was your take on that? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just, it also just shows like, I mean, the bigger purpose of baseball and just the platform it gives the players and just how much more there is to the game. And it's just, I mean, some of the guys we had were just unbelievable. Just, I mean, my brothers for life, like, I mean, they're going to be at my wedding and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, not too soon, just, not too soon. Awesome people. Not too soon. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> all right. Not too soon at all. I got to make it to the big leagues first. Right, right, and then right, we'll, right. We'll One step at a time. One step at a time. One step at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. um, another thing that, you know, I spoke to Jason Kanzler early t- earlier today, and he was going to come on, and mm-hmm. he's had his Easter dinner with his mm-hmm. family, and uh, but he, he had a, the same kind of question that I did for you. For such a young guy, yeah. it seemed to me, that you were able to handle the ups and downs, the inevitable ups and downs that you're going to experience in this game at a high level much more mm. easily. I, I, it, it was kind of shocking to me at times, and we talked a little bit last year about this, but this year, you know, there was never a hint of frustration. Um, you seem to be able to take a bad at-bat, leave it in the dugout. You don't take your bat out to the field with you. You're really able to comp- compartmentalize a lot of the, mm-hmm. the downsides of the game. Where, where does that come from? Is that a philosophy? Did you learn that? Talk about that. Yeah, I used to be horrendous at it. I used to be the helmet thrower, the cusser, all that stuff, and would just drag it for the rest of the game. And it would just, a baseball, it'll drive you crazy, you know, if you play like that. Absolutely. It's going to drive you insane. So, I mean, I think being just young growing up and playing with these older guys who were bigger, stronger than me, I just, I was kind of not used to failure, but I've been through it. And, like, I know that in order to get over that, you got to step up. You, I mean, you got to overcome it. So, and I know with baseball, 0 for 3, you start the day. You, you're going to come up that fourth at bat more than likely with a huge situation that could change the game. And that's the one that matters. You got to stay in the moment. Even on the field, you got to be thinking when you make an error, like, it's a fluke. Like, I'm too good to, during the game, you're too good to make errors like that. So, it's not going to happen again. You got to move past it, learn from it. When you're in practice, you got to just work. In the game, you got to believe in yourself that this next opportunity is going to be the one where you can shine. So I think that's where I'm thinking. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know how many, but in two years, I don't know that I've ever hit anybody. More ground balls, line drives, and worked more with a guy than mm-hmm. you. You were one guy who really kind of understood it's all about craft, and you could never get enough. I, never, I don't think you ever once... Yeah said no. As a matter of fact, there were many times when you summoned me uh, with a flat glove and a small yeah. glove and a fungo bat uh, to get after it on a day when I would just as soon have sat in that dugout, you know, after five, six yeah. days in a row. So um, t- tell me about your, your work ethic. Where does that come from? Is that, some, is that the way you've always been? Have you always been kind of a baseball rat? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I've always had been. I just, some about ground balls, I just love them. And I think just I have this addiction for just getting better. I just, I love seeing the results of getting better. And then just the big leagues, you know, I mean, I want it really bad. And uh, I know what it takes to get there just from my dad, just watching him in the big leagues, just 
first one there, last one to leave, and he wasn't the most talented. He wasn't the most biggest, the strongest, the fastest, but he definitely showed me what it takes to work the hardest, and I think that's where it also comes from. And that's how he was able to stay around, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, in the years. end, right, in the end, you know, it's it's tough. It's You know, that's mm-hmm. the top of the food chain, the best 700 guys in the world, um, and you have a mm-hmm. great example. He, he set a great example for you to follow, and you're certainly following that. We're talking to A.J. Graffinino, Washington Husky, shortstop, Brewster Whitecap, champion. My friend, we will be back after this. This conversation is brought to you by Hashtag 4Mom, Braden and Hunter Bishop's charitable fund dedicated to helping people and families with Alzheimer's and dementia. Hashtag 4Mom on Twitter or 4MomALZ.com, 4MomALZ.com. Braden, the prospect with the Seattle Mariners, and Hunter, our center fielder with our 2017 Brewster Whitecap championship team, also patrolling the outfield at Arizona State University. They're in a battle. Uh, Their mom was diagnosed with early onset of Alzheimer's at a very young age, and uh, our prayers and our thoughts are always with the Bishop family. All right, and we are back. A.J. Graffinino, number six. You know, A.J., I don't know if you know, but the logo for the conversation, uh, the podcast, the conversation with Tommy Weber, is me giving you that big bear hug after uh, we beat Y.D. Mm -hmm. in the opening series. So um, you will forever be a part of what we do here. Um, and, and, Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, what we do here is interesting because you made a comment before. Uh, this is my first foray into social media. What do you think? How am I doing? <laughs> Web, my man, you're doing awesome. I mean, you're showing the people what is uh, really what the game of baseball is about and how to really play it. I mean, like you were saying earlier, I mean, everyone's so caught up with the velo, hitting it far. And I mean, you look at some of the guys playing right now and they're just good at situational hitting, putting it where it's pitched. And uh, I mean, keeping low strikes and all that stuff. I mean, you're just... You're finally a voice of reason for all these knuckleheads talking about stupid baseball stuff that they think's right. Well, you know what? Uh, it's a, it, I, I've been doing it a long time, and I've had a lot the, the 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 good grace to be around so many good players, yourself included. So uh, I'm going to make sure that you keep a close eye on my stuff, and any commentary you have and any advice, feel free to weigh in. Mm-hmm, no doubt, Wes. I got you. <laughs> so 2017, inevitably, we had to get here. Um, you know, um, we kind of uh, tread water a little bit. We struggle a little defensively in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then we kind of hit our stride. And once we hit our stride, it mm-hmm. just seemed like we had a little momentum. And I'll tell you something that I really thought, in retrospect, um, buoyed us through the second half of the season and through our epic playoff run, which is a record playoff run in the Cape Cod League. No team has ever played nine mm-hmm. games in nine days, faced elimination mm-hmm. five times. Um <laughs> I really believe it began and ended with us playing superior defense. You know, for all the runs we were yeah. able to score and all the guys who can hit home runs, I, I really think that in, 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 in my coaching life, I've seen a bunch of guys, what I call, grow up right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I, tell this, I was telling this to Jason Kanzler this, this afternoon, I said, you know, the way Nino just sort of all of a sudden – it just like he got bigger and wider and had more range and just everything seemed to come together for you in the middle of the infield, the most important position in the infield, uh, a visible mm-hmm. guy, uh, a driving force on our team, and you were just a, you were just a, you weren't a different player, but you were now the player you had worked so hard to be 
on a consistent mm-hmm. basis uh, for the final, you know, 25, 30 games of the season. Speak to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think kind of the same thing with the rest of the guys would also say this is like they kind of, like I was saying, they got there. They're kind of getting a feel for everything. I mean, you do the struggle for a little bit. It's baseball, it's Cape Cod, it's all that. And then I think once we all started to believe in each other and believe in ourselves, just like, man, we are really talented. I think that's when we just took off. And I think I would show glimpses of the talent and the upside that I have and some of the plays that I would make. But it, like you're saying, it would never be consistent. It would never be every single day. It would just be little moments. But, uh, I mean, it takes – I mean, CT, all the guys just coming there early, working hard, and then the results are starting to show. Yeah, they certainly did. They certainly did. You know, uh, you got probably one of the biggest hits in Brewster Whitecap history. Um, Mm. Two out, um, extra innings, YD, game three, double turns into a triple. You drive in Gahagan and the winning run, and we go on to win that game. And what gets lost in that is the ball you fielded for the last out was one hell of a play. That was a ball up the middle. You're basically facing right field. You turn and fire and make a great throw to first base to get the third out there. That was not an easy play. Yeah, thank you. That was a great play. That really was a great play. Then, in the last series, in the last game, you score the winning run and... Mm -hmm. You make about four or five plays in that game that were really game changers, where the game was in the balance. And in the last inning, if you remember, nobody who wasn't on the team in 2016 touched the ball. If you remember that. It was a double play, you to Dunn to Infante. And then it was was the ground ball, the clincher. Talk about that play. Talk about what it felt like. Did you want that ball hit to you with two outs, knowing what was on the line? What are you thinking before the ball gets hit? Miller through the windup and the pitch. This one hit on the ground towards short. Fielded by Graffinino. Throw on to first. In time! Now and forever! The Brewster Whitecaps are kings of the Cape in 2017. The Brewster Whitecaps defeat the Bourne Braves and win their first Cape League championship since 2000. Can you believe it? The little team that could comes back and wins game three at home. Two to nothing, the final score, Brewster overborn. Yeah, I mean, I always want that ball hit to me because I know I can make it, but that ball was just, I was. I think I was smiling the whole time it was hit to me. And then uh, Julian, it was actually not that good of a throw. Julian made a good catch over there, but, uh, I mean, it was just surreal. Like, just from where we were the year before, with arguably a more talented team in 2016 to where just, a good actual team and chemistry gets you in 2017 is unbelievable. It's one of the coolest moments of my baseball career. Well, it certainly was. What was it like when like 4,000 people ran on that field? That was amazing. <laughs> that was really crazy. I didn't expect oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even know there was that many people in Brewster. But, um, <laughs> I mean, my host mom was the first one to run on the field. I remember she was very high. It was just, oh, it's all just, I was my face was cramping in from smiling too much. I was hugging Julie and Nick, just all the guys. It was just, oh, it was one of the coolest moments of my life. It really was. It really was. Grown men were crying. Those old guys were crying. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. I mean, really, to have that kind of effect on a town, it's really, really special. We'll never forget that. And let me ask you something. Yeah. When I found you 
in the crowd. Do you remember what you said to me? I don't remember. What was I saying? Okay, I'll never forget this. We hugged, of course, and you said, Tommy, yeah. that's the play we've worked on for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. We did work on yeah. that play for two years. We really did. And, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it, it just seems poetic that that would be the play that you would make uh, to clinch the championship. Yes. What, oh, my gosh. What did you, what did you love about Brewster was it, you, you had a great host family um, mm-hmm. what what are some of the things some of the other recollections that you'll take with you that you'll just never forget yeah 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 I mean some about that's different from college is that I mean all every single guy on the team we were hanging out together every day every night and uh, we like couldn't get enough of each other just we loved each other and even the coaches like I was so like personal with all the coaches I mean they were just awesome you and the town my host family the beach like all that stuff just i mean you can't beat it that's just that's going to go down as one of the best summers of my life well your enthusiasm is infectious um i i I can't think of um i can't think of one minute that we spent together where we weren't working on the game and enjoying the game Mm -hmm. uh and that kind of makes that kind of makes no matter you can't get paid enough money uh, to, to buy, you can't buy that. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's why I call you the de facto captain. I think you did grow up this summer. I think you did become the kind of player, uh, that you're going to be now and only improve upon mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I think you're going to have a, um, a long and fruitful career. We are going to come back and finish up with my, fr- my friend, Nino, one of the Italians mm-hmm. from the Brewster White yeah. We'll be right back. The conversation is sponsored by Northern Security Capital Corp., New York's leading mortgage broker. Mortgage broker for over 30 years. Buying, refinancing, call 718-273-1010, 718-273-1010 for all your mortgage needs. All right, so we are back with A.J. Graffinino, Washington Husky. Uh, A.J., when are we going to see you back in action? Um, hopefully this upcoming week. I'm going to give it a little test run or two and see how it feels and if it feels good enough, I'm giving it a go. But if not, then hopefully next week versus Oregon. Okay, good, good. I'll be keeping track of you. Um, as I've told you a million times before, my friend, uh, the time we spent together is some of the best time of my baseball life. You're a friend, you're a brother, mm. uh, and I am always here for you. Uh, whatever you need, I got your back. So anybody who messes with you, they mess with me. I love you, <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for being on and we will talk very soon. Sounds good to you, Webb. Same with you. You're my brother. You know that. I know Omegria. that. You, know, yeah. <laughs> you got it, pal. Love you. Be good. We'll talk soon. I love you, T-Webb. Sounds good. Sounds good. You got it. And that is the conversation with Tommy Weber. We will see you again. This is Fred and Florence's son saying, Happy Easter. Jump. Rock.